the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Good afternoon, Northern California. Welcome. Just about five minutes after the hour, 5 p.m., as we welcome you to another edition of Lifeline. Keeping you company Monday through Friday at this time, as we typically do, addressing issues that impact your life, your world, and your Christian walk. Interesting research that's out that I suspect if you look at the world around us here in the United States and read the headlines with any frequency, you'd probably see that, uh, yeah, this this sort of rings true, at least um, spiritually speaking. Um, We take an examination of what's going on within the evangelical church today, and um, George Barna, of course, who's done a wonderful job down through the years documenting trends within uh, the Christian world in general and and evangelicalism in specific down through the years. Um, More recently, uh, one of his surveys coming out that demonstrates, and this ought to set all of us back on our heels that identify as evangelicals, that less than five of us um, in a typical church are personally involved with evangelism. And a typical church, by the way, that identifies as evangelical in nature, (laughs) less than 2% of their budget is dedicated to, you guessed it, evangelism. So when you take the evangel out of evangelical or evangelism, what are you left with? And what about the mandate to the church to go into all the world and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ? Maybe it's time for some re-examination as to whether or not we are engaged in the kind of reach that we ought to be. My uh, guest here in this segment of the program uh, probably grows weary of being introduced as the gentleman who's the president of the organization that runs the Christian radio station in Quito, Ecuador. But the irony, of course, is that um, given the 80-plus year incredible outreach that this ministry has had uh, through radio and other means, uh, that's probably not a bad thing to be referenced to. He is Wayne Pedersen. He is president of Reach Beyond, formerly HCJB, and he's got a new book of the same title, Reach Beyond, Comfort, Courage, and the Cause of Christ. And Wayne, great to have you on the program. Well, thanks, Greg. It's a privilege to be on with you on on, uh, this afternoon and uh, share a little bit about what God is doing in extraordinary ways around the world with the whole global shift from uh, the, the real evangelism and missions that has shifted to the global south. And the greatest growth of the church today is not in Europe and North America, but in places like South America, Asia, and Africa. And it's amazing, too, and maybe a big wake-up call for those of us here in, in the Christian West, whether we're talking about Europe or, or North America, that we kind of think that uh, we're sort of the standard-bearer, the, the paradigm-setter for um, what evangelicalism or evangelism rather ought to look like. And, 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 and certainly while you know we've played a significant role down through the years, God has been doing some exciting things in some exciting ways that are maybe perhaps by— uh, well, by Western standards, a little bit out of the norm, and yet very much within his norm. 
Well, it was 100 years ago that 90% of uh, followers of Jesus lived in North America or Europe, and those numbers have almost reversed in the last 100 years, where now about 70% of believers live outside of the North America and Europe. Uh, they're in Africa, where the Church is growing uh, fantastically, in Asia and Latin America, and now many of those countries are sending missionaries back to North America, to some of the immigrants that have come into our country from these other countries, and uh, the top mission-sending country in the world is Brazil. The second most uh, mission-sending country is Korea. So we're seeing kind of the reverse flow of missionary activity coming back to this country, and as our country becomes more and more secular and materialistic, we're seeing uh, God working in, in previously unreached places of the world. Let's talk about how that paradigm shift has taken place, and, and most notably, perhaps, what we as the Church in America um, and and the West can learn from it. Uh, I mean, there's always kind of been a, a pattern to the way we have engaged in outreach and evangelism. I think, for example, of, of some of the history of HCJB and kind of taking the, the approach of going into all the world and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ— in the case of this, using radio as a means to most effectively across those borders and accomplish all of that. And yet today, even as much as we've seen a changing face of what evangelical Christianity looks like around the globe, even the ministry of, um, well, now Reach Beyond, formerly HCJB, that's even changed a bit too, hasn't it? Well, our strategy is much different where uh, we used to be very Ecuador-centric, Quito-centric, and we brought missionaries in from all over the world to go to Quito and then use shortwave broadcasting to send the message to places like uh, Europe, Russia, Africa, Asia. Today, the strategy is much more working with local partners, training indigenous people that know the language and know the culture. Most everything we do at Reach Beyond today is through a local partner. And because they're already there and they can live on $100 a month, which is the average salary, and because they already know the language and the culture, they don't have to go to language school. They don't have to take 10 years to learn the culture. And with the right equipment and the right training, uh, they can reach their peers with the gospel of Christ. Even as we speak, we have a team over in the most populous Muslim country in the world, in Indonesia, and they're training about 28 young media professionals on how to own and run and manage a radio station. And when we leave, those 28 new, newly trained leaders will be uh, reaching their countrymen, and they're seeing those stations are seeing an average of three to five people a day come to Christ at each of their stations. And churches are being planted throughout Indonesia, and former Muslims are leading other Muslims to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Uh, imams are uh, becoming followers of Jesus and teaching about Jesus in the mosque. And it's an amazing thing that is happening as Christianity is spreading rapidly into these former countries that were strongholds for other false religions. Well, and as you indicate, Wayne, I mean, while the message is the same, it is timeless of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and his um, substitutionary work on the cross on behalf of my, mankind that we might be reconciled unto the Father. Um, that That has never changed. But the methodology uh, is changing. And I, and I would wonder what the likes of a Hudson Taylor, uh, who was so uh, responsible in the 1800s for bringing the gospel to China, 
uh, would think of the indigenous church in China today that is largely all run by nationals. I mean, we know that there are certainly no uh, no missionary schools there. There are no seminaries there. There are, uh, at least of, of the ones that are above ground, the legal ones, the three-self-church movement is all controlled by the government. And yet here you are with a nation that is largely devoid of much of the way that we do, quote-unquote, church in the West. It's one of the fastest-growing churches on planet Earth, and it's all being done at the hands of nationals. Isn't it interesting, Craig, how, uh, I mean, it's always been true, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church, and some of the fastest-growing spread of Christianity in the world are in, are in countries where there is persecution. And uh, one outstanding example is Iran, where uh, 25 years ago they could identify only about 400 believers. And today, and largely through social media, using uh, Skype and texting and Facebook and other means, plus uh, broadcasting the gospel from outside of the country with medium wave, there are hundreds of thousands of Christians, and Iran is the fastest-growing Christian country in the world, percentage-wise. And some of the stand countries where there's heavy persecution, the Church is uh, multiplying in fantastic ways. So persecution doesn't seem to stop the growth of the Church. In fact, it's just the opposite, where there is opposition in places. uh, We're working in a place like Nepal, which uh, six years ago was a Hindu-controlled government, and the Maoists came in and overthrew that government, established a democratic republic, and now we're able to go in and start radio stations and health clinics in a country that was formerly completely closed to the gospel. So these are amazing days we're living in today, and God has given us these amazing media tools, uh, not only radio, but satellite and Internet and social media, with which we can share Christ in some of the most uh, formerly closed places of the world. And, of course, this all gives an underlying lesson, perhaps, uh, a wake-up call of sorts to the Church in the West um, for ourselves and the enormous amount of missions work that we have to do, uh, not necessarily overseas, while that's certainly um, on the, the to-do list, um, more and more so right here at home. I'll never forget years ago uh, running into a group of uh, Christians that uh, were in China, and uh, in the course of conversation, asked them what uh, they felt the Lord had called them to do. And uh, without exception, uh, each and every one of these um, young college-age individuals indicated that they felt God had called them to be missionaries to the United States. Uh, what an amazing turn of events where in the 1800s here, uh, um, the likes of Hudson Taylor were traveling to China, bring the gospel message. And now um, the very fruit of his labor, a hundred and something years later, now feels burdened to turn around and come to the United States to bring the gospel message here. One of the things that uh, we strive to do at Reach Beyond, and that's kind of the the whole underlying theory of the book, Reach Beyond, Comfort, Courage, and the Cause of Christ, is to call the Church of Jesus Christ in North America to a stronger commitment to reach the unreached. Uh, I was involved, uh, as you may know, uh, Craig, in Christian radio for many, many years in this uh, country, until uh, God called me to this work six years ago, and the verse God used was Romans fifteen twenty, where Paul said, it has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where the name of Christ is not known. So in our book, we have what we're calling our mission manifesto, and it's a call to action to ourselves and to the Church in this country 
for example, we state, we refuse to stand idly by as people enter eternity without Christ when we can share the good news that transforms them through the media they use. We refuse to watch people for whom Christ died suffer in pain and poverty when we can help restore them in his name. And we say we refuse to fear the darkness that entraps people when common sense says protect yourself and stay in your comfort zone. We put on the armor of God and storm the gates of hell for the sake of the unreached, if that's what's required. Our conversation today with Wayne Peterson, we're talking about um, the spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the mandate here in the 21st century to go into all the world, and um, how in many respects, while the message clearly remains the same, the methodology is changing. What are some of the lessons that we can learn here at home in America? A brief time out, back with more as Lifeline continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back to the conversation. Uh, Wayne Peterson is with us today. He is president of Reach Beyond. You know the ministry uh, commonly as uh, HCJB, located in Quito, Ecuador. Of course, this ministry has been global and impacting the world for Christ for the better part of 80-plus-something oh, years now. Wayne has written a new book called Reach Beyond, Comfort, Courage, and the Cause of Christ. And as we were articulating prior to the break, while clearly the message of the gospel, the hope of Christ, remains the same, the methodology of how that message is communicated and delivered has changed uh, quite significantly. And and the interesting thing is we've seen this paradigm shift, uh, Wayne, in the mission field, where now really it's largely the, the tremendous success of nationals uh, that are leading to this almost um, uh, wildfire of of uh, growth of the church in, in many parts of the world, there might be some important lessons that we here in the West can draw from what we're seeing happening in, in places like Central and South America, Asia, China, elsewhere. Well, absolutely, and uh, we are learning from our friends in places like Asia, Africa, and South America. In some ways, they put us to shame with their boldness uh, in parts of North Africa where we work and help deliver programs uh, through uh, satellite. Uh, we have local partners on the ground that work below the radar, and we don't identify them in any way. Often we disguise their voices. But if I were there, I would be praying like mad for protection. You know what they pray for, Craig? They pray for boldness, mm. not safety. And we're so safety conscious in this country, but in that part of the world, they, they just pray, Lord, make us bold in our witness, and they don't take any unnecessary chances. But uh, last year we had one of our radio uh, producers that uh, was turned into the authorities. They arrested him, put him in jail. Uh, in jail, somebody recognized his voice from the radio broadcast and beat him because he was a follower of Jesus. And through a series of miracles, he was released in a couple of months and returned to his family. Uh, the stories don't always end that way. We know that there are people that are arrested, beaten, and sometimes killed because they follow Jesus. Uh, one of our uh, radio partners in that part of the world was listening to one of our broadcasts uh, on satellite, and his father discovered that he was uh, listening and on the website and said, Son, do you really believe this stuff? And he says, Yes, Father, I do. He didn't deny it. He just said, Yes, I believe it. And he beat his son, threw him out of the house uh, with only what he had on his back. 
And that young man uh, going through the streets half naked at night, uh, no home, no family. There was a light on in a house, and in a country that's less than 1% Christian, knocked at the door and a Christian family took him in and uh, healed his wounds and fed him and clothed him and got him into school. Today, this young man is producing programs for us in the Arabic language and reaching his countrymen. I mentioned earlier, uh, we often digitally disguise the voices of those so they won't be recognized. We offer to disguise his voice, and he says, no, I've already been beaten for following Jesus. You can let my voice go out as it is. So this is why I think we can learn something. You know, we have social persecution in this country, and we feel we're discriminated against, and that's true. However, in many parts of the world, uh, becoming a follower of Jesus can cost you your family, your job, or even your life. Yeah, ironically, it is more of a picture of what the first century church looked like um, than certainly anything that we've known of recent years. And, and, and maybe perhaps that sense of, of purpose that is motivated by uh, results, motivated by a passion for Christ and a desire to serve Him above, above all else, um, is exactly what the Lord wants of us in, in these uh, these times when uh, there's a better part of, what, almost two and a half billion people that have yet to hear the gospel message. And we know that while certainly a lot of them lie in that, that all-critical 1040 window, uh, growing numbers of them are right here at home, right here as our next-door neighbors in North America, aren't they? Well, and that's the other thing we can learn uh, in this country, because the mission field is now coming to us. And many of the immigrants that are coming to this country, I don't know how you feel about the immigration issue, but many are coming, and they are interested in our culture. Many are coming from Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, and finding Christ in this country because they're interested in the culture. Many that are coming are already believers and are starting churches, and they have come to this country to escape persecution or to have a better life and starting churches and reaching other immigrants with the gospel. So uh, I don't think uh, the the story is over for the United States of America. I think we're going to see a spiritual harvest come here as uh, the rest of the world reaches out to our very materialistic, hedonistic, secular society in this country. Yeah, and as you point out, the mission field is literally coming to us, and the amazing thing is that then God can use this as these people influence their friends um, and family members back home, wherever their nation of origin might be, and we see the continuing cycle of the outreach of the gospel. Uh, great book, and if you'd like to get more information about it, um, you can do so by going to reachbeyond.org. That's reachbeyond.org. Take a moment, if you would, Wayne, as our time winds down together, and tell us a bit about the I Refuse campaign. Well, the uh, I referred to that a bit earlier. The I Refuse is our mission manifesto, and if you go to our website, you'll be able to read that manifesto. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight points. And we're looking for 100,000 followers of Jesus that will go online and sign that manifesto. And the I Refuse campaign is we refuse to stand idly by as people enter eternity without Christ when we can share the good news that transform them. We refuse to watch people for whom Christ dies suffer in pain and poverty when we can help restore them in his name. We refuse to fear the darkness that entraps people. We'll put on the armor of God and pray for the unreached uh, so that more may come to know Jesus. And if you want to know more about the I Refuse, this is a call to the Church in America to take a stand 
to share the good news with the dark places around the world. And we invite many of your listeners to your show, Craig, that they would go online and sign this manifesto and make that commitment to reach the unreached around the world and even across the street. And again, information available on the web at reachbeyond.org. That's reachbeyond.org. Wayne's new book, by the way, of a similar title. You'll find it at bookstores throughout the Bay Area through Amazon.com and, of course, through reachbeyond.org. Wayne Pedersen, president of Reach Beyond, formerly HCJB. Thank you for being with us on this segment of Lifeline. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. See if this sounds familiar. You've worked hard to support your family your entire life. You've been a good steward and saved up money. Unfortunately, just not enough to meet your retirement needs or fulfill dreams like paying for a child's education debt-free, taking your spouse on that trip of a lifetime, or maybe even starting your own business. And for years, all Wall Street has told you is, give your money to us, we'll show you how to make money. Yeah, well, somebody's making money all right. I think it's the guy that's making the huge commissions. Ironically, some so-called Wall Street investment strategies assure that your broker is making money even when you aren't. And even when the markets are down and you're actually losing money, your broker is still making money off of you. Wow. So what's the solution? Well, you could work a lot harder, take on a third part-time job, maybe put your five-year-old to work, or cancel the cable, phone, and internet service. Yeah, like that's going to happen. Or you could learn how to work smarter by putting your money to work for you. Now, there's an idea. Joining me in studio today is Lance Strauss, Senior Instructor with Online Trading Academy. And Lance, great to have you with us today. Pleasure to be here. Wow. You know, we hear about people making tons of money on Wall Street, but how come it only seems to be those holding brokers or security licenses? Well, that's what Wall Street would like to have you believe, that they're the only ones that know what they're doing. And what we do at Online Trading Academy, and I'm from the San Jose office, by the way, uh, what we do is provide people with a structured process where they can learn how to extract money safely from the markets uh, and get a higher and safer rate of return on their retirement accounts or generate cash flow to pay bills or pay off bills or, or to be able to provide for the college education for kids. We watch reports on the news every day about what's happening on the Dow, the NASDAQ. There's analysis that's often provided by so-called experts. And I think for a lot of Americans, their, their eyes kind of glass over and they think, this is just too complicated for me to learn, and therefore I'm safer if I turn all of my investments to an expert. So for what kind of a person, what, what does a profile look for an individual that says, hey, I'm going to go to an online trading academy class and I'm going to learn how to become financially independent? Well, they've got to be willing to spend the time and take the effort. It's not going to be easy. We don't promise people they're going to get rich overnight. This is a process. And to answer your question, should they do it themselves or should they farm it out to their broker or financial advisor? If someone's not willing to take the time or they don't know what they're doing, they're probably better off leaving it with somebody else. At least then they won't get, you know, lose too much money. But we have a process. We've been around for 22 years. We actually have a patented 
believe it or not, patented trading and investing process, which doesn't guarantee they're going to make money every time, but if it's a process that's designed that if they're wrong in their decision-making process, the amount of money they are going to lose is a relatively small amount. And this patented process has certainly caught the attention of even the experts on Wall Street. I understand that New York Stock Exchange, NASDAQ, even the Chicago Mercantile Exchange have educational courses that they send their employees to through online trading academy. Right. We, we work not only with individuals, but with the with the big boys, with the exchanges, with the, the major uh, stock market people. We do this all over the world. We have offices in, in seven different countries. So over 50-something offices, you've been at this more than 22 years. What's the average profile look like for the person who says, you know, I like the sense of financial independence. I'm not quite sure how to get there. I do like the idea of taking control over my financial destiny. What kind of time does it take? What's the average person look like demographically? Well, if, if, I, could, if I could boil it down to one group, and there's like several subgroups, I think the typical person we're seeing is between, say, 50 to 60. Uh, they're about ready. They think they're about ready to retire. They got three, four $400,000 in their account. And they're shocked when I tell them they're not even close to having enough money to retire. And all of a sudden they realize that if they lost their job or if something happened to the economy or if we go to war with some foreign country, that all of a sudden that three, four hundred grand can disappear in a matter of two or three years, especially here in the Bay Area where it's so darn expensive to live. Well, we saw that happen in 2008, 2009 for people that were on the cusp of retirement and suddenly saw two-thirds, half of their retirement savings disappear overnight. Literally overnight. Is part of this maybe part and parcel to a fallacy that has been promoted by Wall Street for the longest time? And we, we often hear this. Well, if you want to make money on Wall Street, it's easy. You buy it, you hold it, and eventually you sell it. Buy low, sell high. That's how you fundamentally make money on Wall Street. But that's also an easy way to fundamentally lose money on Wall Street. Everybody thinks buy and hold is the answer, but really what that means is to buy at any price, hold indefinitely, with no plan if it goes up and no plan if it goes down. That's what buy and hold is. It sounds more like a a, a hold and hope. Yeah, buy and hope. (laughs) And hope's not a strategy either. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to get you very far, is it? No, not at all. And and oftentimes the argument put forward is, well, if you look at the long-term performance on Wall Street, if you go back over the last 40, 50, 60 years, on average, the trajectory with certain blips and bumps in the road, we've seen the Great Depression, we know what happened in the Great Recession, but overall, the trajectory seems to be upward. I guess the question is, if you've got 50 years to recover, if you've got 50 years between now and retirement, maybe that'll work. But what happens if you're only five or 10 years away? Then, then you're in deep trouble and you don't have enough time. Time works against you. And yes, the trajectory has been kind of a straight up, but you ask how many people in their accounts have just made the return of the S&P 500 over the last 10 or 15 years. Very few people have. That's what's scary. On average, this sounds like it's more complicated than what it really is, and to sort of demystify what it's all about, Online Trading Academy offers a free introductory class. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, we uh, I teach a free introductory class in several locations here in the Bay Area designed for all groups of people, people that are brand new to this and people that have a certain amount of experience. I kind of can adjust the content once I see who's in the room. It's designed, I look at what these little two, three-hour classes are, kind of an open house for them to see what we do, how we do it, and to see if what we do is a fit for what they want to accomplish. It's a no-pressure environment. 
and there's no cost or obligation, nope. and uh, classes are constantly taking place. Correct. So if folks want to get more information and sign up to attend one of those free introductory classes, you can simply go online to freeotaclass.com. That's freeotaclass.com. Do you have to have any basic knowledge uh, coming in? And, and some people might think, well, when we're talking about engaging in training, uh, it, does it essentially mean that I'm going to spend the rest of my life reading prospectuses and Wall Street analyses of a given stock to, to learn when to get in and when to get out? No, not, not at all, because none of that works anyway. I mean, the typical way that the average person invests, and I hear this all the time, well, I studied this and I studied that and I reviewed P-E ratios and balance sheets and evaluated the company's growth. None of that works. And reading all of that is probably a good cure for insomnia. Exactly. It's, just <laughs> like, it's, not, it's not very exciting. So the most important thing that we have to share with them, which is the basis of our United States patent, and I can give them the patent number when they're at my class, is the only thing we care about, where is Goldman Sachs and all the big boys buying and where are they selling? We don't need to know what they're buying and selling. Okay? We just need to know when they're buying and selling it. And if we can understand those areas of what we call imbalances in what we call supply and demand, then we have a much more a bigger chance of being successful than what Wall Street would like you to know. Okay, you've kind of pulled back the cover a little bit here yeah, on I something can't all my secrets very <laughs> important, though, because I think it's important that listeners understand that the, the average investor investing on their own is going to be pretty much like blindfolding oneself and throwing a dart and hoping that they hit the right stock. What you're suggesting is that there are te- techniques that can be employed that really looks at what the big boys are doing. I mean, yes. who of us wouldn't want to sit down with a hedge fund manager from Wells Fargo or Bank of America or whomever and say, come on, where are you, the, where are you, where where are you headed? Getting? What's going tell on us, Please next? just tell us. And, and so this is essentially taking a look at some of the technicals going on that give indicators as to where things would be heading, and then you're essentially following the crowd, but you're following the big crowd. Yeah, we don't really look at them as an as indicator. That's, that's, a, that's a thing that people think. We don't have any magic indicator to do this. We have a process that identifies those price levels where the big boys have unsold, unfilled buy orders or unfilled sell orders. Okay, so you're then not essentially looking at things like uh, consumer price index, where things are at in relationship to inflation, doesn't matter. We just need to know what, what gold, when Goldman Sachs is pulling the trigger. We don't need to know why they're pulling the trigger or when, what, we just need to know where. If you've just joined us, our visit today in studio with Lance Strauss. Lance, by the way, is the senior instructor with Online Trading Academy. And right now, they're offering people like you a free introductory class. This is really your chance to learn more about how the big boys make money, and most importantly, how you, too, can gain financial freedom, financial independence. To get more information, go to freeotaclass.com. That's freeotaclass.com. Or call 844-678-TRADE, that's 844-678-8723, to attend and get two free passes to their next class so you can check this all out. And if you call right now, they'll send you home with their Professional Insider's Kit. It's loaded with exclusive investing courses and some of their best lessons from the pros. This is a limited opportunity and seats go quickly, so call 844-678-TRADE. That's 844-678-8723 or visit them online at otaclass.com. 844-678-TRADE or otaclass.com. 
And the good news is that there's a class, no doubt, very near you, either in San Jose, Pleasanton, or in Foster City. Again, to get more information, go to freeotaclass.com. That's freeotaclass.com. Or call... 844-678-TRADE. That's 844-678-8723. One of the fascinating things, I think, to a lot of people who, Lance, get a chance to understand a bit of the inside workings of Wall Street, and that is this notion that the big Wall Street guys make money no matter what direction the markets are headed in. The notion of buy low, sell high fundamentally works, but if you understand where things are headed, you can make money in a market that's going down or even sideways, can't you? Absolutely. And that's what bothers me. If you turn on any of the financial channels on TV, whose name shall go mentionless, is that if the market's up, they're all happy and they're slapping each other on the back and everybody's planning on buying fancy cars. If the market's down, typically all the graphics on the screen are colored red, everybody's talking in hushed voices, and everybody's doom and gloom. What I will share with them exactly, it's a lot easier and faster to make money when things go down. And if they only know how to make money when things are going up, they're missing two-thirds of the opportunity. They're missing making money when things go down and when things go sideways. We can do that, too. And perhaps you're a person who's missing opportunities right, left, up, and down. Because in spite of how hard you've worked and how you've scrimped to save, you just haven't realized your financial goals, be it to take that dream trip of a lifetime with your spouse, maybe to pay a child's education bills, or even prepare for retirement. Well, the good news is you can learn how to obtain financial freedom and do it all on your own with the help of Online Trading Academy. Now, courses are taking place throughout the Bay Area all the time in San Jose, Pleasanton, or Foster City, no doubt very near you. To get more information and to attend your own free class, simply go to freeotaclass.com. That's freeotaclass.com or call 844-678-TRADE. That's 844-678-8723 to attend and get two free passes to their next class so you can check this all out. And if you call right now, they'll send you home with their professional insiders kit. It's loaded with exclusive investing courses and some of their best lessons from the pros. This is a limited opportunity and seats go quickly, so call 844-678-TRADE. That's 844-678-8723 or visit them online at otaclass.com. 844-678-TRADE or otaclass.com. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Personal and financial freedom. That's what we're talking about today. With us in studio is the Senior Instructor for Online Trading Academy in San Jose, Lance Strauss. Lance, how many years have you been doing this now? I've been with Online Trading Academy for 10 years. So folks come in for the free introductory seminar. They learn a bit more about what Online Trading Academy has to offer. And then once they get involved and they actually begin trading for themselves, you've got to hear some pretty amazing stories. Yeah, we've had some amazing things done by people. But one of the things I want to be very clear about, a lot of people say, well, Lance, is this get rich quick? Is this get rich overnight? And it's absolutely not. One of the things people would be surprised to hear me say that this is a difficult skill for most people to learn how to do. It isn't get rich quick, but my mantra is that life's too short to get rich slow. So what they have to figure out is if is this something they can do, want to do, and what is their, their chance of being successful. 
but it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to take two hours out of your time. Let me hang around with you, listen to what I have to say to see if it's completely free, no obligation, to see if what we do can help them make major changes to their life. And our mission statement of the company is is transforming lives worldwide through exceptional financial education. That's what we do. It's really then about financial freedom, financial independence. Control. And that control not only extends to the choices that you're making, but also there's a tremendous amount of control and financial freedom that's returned back to the individual who isn't reliant upon some third-party, nameless, faceless manager who, as we suggested in the previous segment, is oftentimes making money even when you're losing money. And they do not have your interest at heart. And you got to wonder, where's the money going? I, there was an interesting survey done recently by Forbes. They looked at the compensations of the top hedge fund managers. And in 2018, the top manager earned $2 billion. That's Not all. the fund, <laughs> the manager. And the next top four earned a $1 billion each. So the top five earned $6 billion collectively which says to me there's an awful lot of money being made on Wall Street in the whole fees and commission side of things, and that's actually money that could be going to the individual investors if they only had the knowledge and the wherewithal to engage in investing on their own. Yeah, they have to learn how to do it. I mean, I won't get religious on you, but there's plenty of money out there on planet Earth for everybody to have exactly what they need. One question that perhaps is in the back of the minds of a lot of people uh, Lance, and that's simply this. We've seen over recent years unprecedented levels of volatility come into the markets. And we know that that volatility can be driven by geopolitical events. Correct. It can be a statement made by the president, an action made by the Fed. Um, all of a sudden, news comes out of a major IPO that for some reason goes sideways because in comes a, a class action lawsuit. Who, Who knows? knows what it is? And suddenly we watch the VIX index just go off the charts, and people look at that and say, that kind of volatility just makes me nervous. I feel like I'm I'm going to Las Vegas and speculating. So is there a way to engage investing where you take out some of that speculation or fear related to the volatility and simply look at the basics? Absolutely. First of all, for a lot of listeners don't know what the meaning of the word volatility or VIX is, so let me take a time to explain that. Volatility basically means uh, seemingly random, wild movements of the stock market or whatever you're looking at up and down. The VIX index is just simply a measurement tool that quantifies what that up and down movement is. And like I said, we don't care what it's doing so long as we can determine direction for a relatively short period of time. And we can profit by that, not only the stock market, but if we have time, we should talk about something called leveraged asset classes which are a way that we can take a relatively small amount of money and have the potential to make a relatively large amount of money without staring at computers all day long. Uh, now, that certainly has captured the attention of everybody listening, saying, <laughs> I take a small amount of money and I turn it into a big pile of cash. I like that. Tell me more. Well, well the, uh, everybody knows about the stock market, but very few people know about three other markets called the Forex market, which is foreign exchange currency trading which measures how the price of one country's currency fluctuates against another country's currency. Uh, there's something called futures trading, which is what I love and which what I trade. A lot of times people turn on the TV, it's 15 minutes before Wall Street opens, and the announcer will say, well, Joe, looks like the market's going to go down because the futures market is down, or it's going to go up because the 
futures market is up. And I will explain to people how you can take a relatively small account under five grand and have the potential to make a, a nice living out of a small account. And again, at the end of the day, this is not uh, roll the dice. No. This is not traditional buy low, sell high sort of speculation. No. You're really looking at what the big boys are doing. Correct. You're looking at where the institutional dollars are going Correct. and using them as kind of a, a guidance. Yeah, we just we just follow along with them. I mean, we don't have the, the time or the resources to invest to make the decisions that they're making about where they're getting in and out. So we just copy them. At the end of the day, then, Lance, this is really about education as the gateway to financial independence. Right, because be, yeah, everyone has a job, and all of us could be fired at any minute in time. We're all vulnerable. And I had a guy that came in and talked to me just the other day. He's 55 years old. He's a, an engineer, and he's been fired three times. And he says, it's getting harder each time I go back to find another job. And you know you're too old when you go to their job, and all the people working there look like they're 12 years old, but they're actually in their 30s. You know, So, so we're all getting older. So unless you take the bull by the horns, you will, you will never have enough time to catch up. I think we can all agree the world of work is changing very dramatically oh, God, yes. between uh, artificial intelligence, robotics, uh, offshoring. I mean, all of it. Certainly, the We're working, all replaceable. You know, the working place today looks nothing like it did 20 years ago, and it will look, look nothing probably 10 years hence at the rate uh, of prog- progress as we're seeing it now. Uh, the one steady thing that remains the same, and this is where I think the, the joy of, of knowledge and the financial freedom that it brings can be such a game changer, and that is that the fundamental ways in which money moves and the markets trade has been the same way for nearly two centuries. And if you can take advantage of an education and apply yourself, you really suddenly begin to realize that there's a real basic difference between working hard and using your money to work hard for you. Yeah, what people don't realize is the stock market is never going to fire them. It's never going to lay them off. It's never going to say they're too old or too young. It's always going to be there. And this is what we call job-free income, income that is not dependent upon anybody else but your brain of financial markets. And that's what everybody needs. And, and could this really run the gambit of somebody who says, look, Lance, I'm not looking to necessarily plan my future retirement here. I just want to have a little bit of cash available because I've got an expensive hobby. I like to restore vintage cars, or uh, my wife and I really love to travel, and we just like to have a little extra cushion here for more play money. Can it run the gambit from that to people that say, no, I'm really serious about this. I want to grow that nest egg because we recognize it's getting harder to depend upon Social Security. We realize that a higher percentile of money needs to come out of our own nest egg upon retirement, rising cost of living, housing, especially in the Bay Area, health care, things of this sort, and so that you can really obtain the additional cushion necessary for financial freedom at retirement, too. Sure. Really some, some, people, that, yeah, some people say, I just want to learn a little bit of extra money for this, that, or the other. Some people say, you know, I just lost my job. I've got to do something. You know, and I had a guy just just a couple of days ago. He was seventy. Says, "Okay, I'm retired now." And he says, "I've got seven hundred thousand dollars to my name. I don't have enough money." And he's right. So if you think you have a half million or seven hundred thousand, you don't have enough money. Surprise. So the time is now, and this is the best time to start knowing. Start knowing now, start learning now, and then put that knowledge to work to gain your own sense of financial freedom and financial independence. It can start by simply attending an introductory free class 
at Online Trading Academy. And again, you can take advantage of classes that are available throughout the San Francisco Bay Area in San Jose, Pleasanton, or Foster City. Absolutely no cost or obligation. And Lance, when you teach the classes down in San Jose, what do folks expect to learn when they come in? What, what's that experience going to look like? It's going to be a, a two-hour class. I know sometimes that people think it's going to be three hours. I'm not sure why, but we've made it down to two hours because everybody's so darn busy doing everything. Uh, the, the first part of it, we're going to talk about generally how the financial markets work, the mistakes everybody's making, how Wall Street is taking advantage of them. And the second part, we'll show them exactly the process that we use and a little bit of information about our patent. Then we'll talk a little bit about using leveraged asset classes. It'll go by very, very quickly. And is there a chance for questions and answers Oh, afterwards? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah well, they can ask me at the break. I mean, it's, it's very informal. I just want them to have the opportunity to see if what we do can help them out or not. Some people we can help, some people we can't. So what are you waiting for? Take advantage and come on in and enjoy that free OTA class today. Get a chance to meet Lance Strauss, learn more about how you can get educated and gain your financial independence. To get more details and to sign up for your class, go to freeotaclass.com. That's freeotaclass.com or call toll-free 844-678-TRADE. That's 844-678-8723 to attend and get two free passes to the their next class so you can check this all out. And don't forget, classes are available throughout the Bay Area in Foster City, Pleasanton, and in San Jose, no doubt one very near you. So don't delay. Get more information today. Go to freeotaclass.com. That's freeotaclass.com or call toll-free 844-678-TRADE. That's 844-678-8723. Lance Strauss, Senior Instructor at Online Trading Academy San Jose. We appreciate you taking some time to come in. Thanks and for the time. Nice to talk to you. Educate us. Absolutely. Thank you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.